15 Minutes of Shame, and so Mike Adams here with Bill Smith, Thank you. and no Ben Kitchen no, today. No. Uh, so we can start off by shaming him. Yeah. Thanks, but Ben. But first, let me mention this great uh, new sponsor we have. We have a sponsor. Yeah, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates Hold on with a five we offices. We need a little music okay. for this. Right? Exactly. Five offices. Go ahead. Uh, they have an office in uh, Newton Center. That's where I had my, uh, my work done, my hair replaced with my own hair, my own naturally growing hair. Boston, Braintree, Warwick, Rhode Island, Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, it's Dr. Matthew Lepresti, and uh, he's the chief surgeon. Mm-hmm. Mary Lepresti and Dr. Robert Leonard. These are people who know exactly what they're doing when it comes to permanent hair replacement. Uh, and they have a new thing called hair banking and hair cloning, which is the, the, the wave of the future, where they take your hair follicles either way. It's pretty good, isn't it? That's good. Uh, so call 1-800-GET-HAIR for a free consultation. If you're balding, they can fix it for you, and they are great people. Go to HairDR.com. That's my hair doctor, Dr. Robert Leonard, and Hair Transplant Associates, and Dr. Matthew Lepresti. I hear now, hair doctors from all over the world go to uh, check in with these guys to learn the right way to do it. Oh, they're the very, absolute very best, and they're going to be the exclusive uh, in New England with the cloning thing, which is the wave of the future. I mean, this is how you want to get a full head of hair. That's you know, uh, Now that I... Now we only have 14 minutes of shame. Oh, jeez. Go ahead. That's all right. We'll get through this. Shame on you, Mike. Yeah, and, and it's okay if Ben's not here. You know, we don't want to shame him for not being here. He's off trying to get a new job, and it's difficult to learn the art of porta potty emptying. <laughs> so he's going to be back hopefully, hopefully next week, and we can shame him some more. But in the meantime, God knows the world we're living in, Smitty. There's so it's many nuts. things that need to be shamed. Every there's, day there's something nuttier. It's like everybody's an asshole. It's unbelievable, except us. We're the only one. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. That's right, Joe Biden. Everybody's entitled, if they want to be an idiot, to be an idiot. And that includes you, Mr. President. Uh, He gave the speech from hell the other night. Did you see it? Yeah, that lighting was great. Surrounded in devil red. Yeah. (laughs) What the hell was he thinking? You know. Somebody thought this up, and they boy, this will scare oh. the living shit out of the conservatives. It's like Hitler. Yeah, and we get a Hollywood guy to do it. The lights will go down. Everything yeah. will turn bright yeah. red. Soldiers in the back. Man, what a backfire. Blood red uh, surroundings. Uh, th- this was That was a scare. And plus, then he becomes, you know, the old man, get off my lawn, yelling in America how, how much, how half of you people are are the problem with this country. He didn't offer any solutions. All I do is bitch about Trump. That's not a politically <laughs> wise way to automatically shut off <laughs> 74 million voters yeah. by calling them names, which, Come which on, is man. totally inappropriate. And the president has lost it completely. Yeah. People say to me, oh, well, I say he's senile. They go, well, how do you know? How do I not know? How can you see a tape of him talking three years ago, yeah. five years ago, seven years ago, and then look at him now trying to read off the prompter and, no, and not feel bad? This guy's senile. Do you think he writes all those words on the prompter? Of course not, because if he wrote them, he'd know them. I mean, he'd, he'd be able to re, you know, understand them. He yeah. says them. He just reads them. So you're shaming the president of the United States. I have to. Oh. I mean, so many things. I'm going to tell you this right now. And again... You hate to, to be too harsh on somebody, but I got to say that out of his 10 most major decisions that he's made since he became president, yeah. all of them were the exact opposite of what should have been done. Yeah. Like the border, for example. The border is a joke. We talk about people getting vaccinated and then you let anybody in that they're not vaccinated, send them everywhere without, without getting a shot. Corinne Jean-Pierre says the border is secure. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's a secure place to cross into America and not be penalized Looks in any right way, in shape, or form. Says that, yeah. We'll give you a bus ride or a plane ride to wherever you're going, yep. wherever you'd like to go. We have all these destination choices. We'll pay your future uh, welfare. 
No problem. And by the way, you'll be taking jobs and living uh, quarters for for people who are tax-paying citizens of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't let those pesky veterans get in your way, the homeless veterans. Right, yeah. exactly. There's not priorities that, that deserve to... It's very, very frustrating because, like I said, every single thing I think that he's done has been the the exact 180 from what it, what should be done. I heard someone saying the other day that the pullout of Afghanistan, that was Trump's idea. And, you know, they're right. It was. But it was executed ass backwards. It was just crazy. <laughs> and then the college thing comes along. Okay, now we're already in an inflationary spiral. Oh, paying off college debt? Where everybody is paying more because of all these things that have happened and the, and mm. the, the, the mismanagement of gas prices and uh, uh, the supply chains and all that other stuff. Okay, that's that's bad. We're in an inflationary problem. So what do you do? You say, I'm going to print more money. Never mind, because we're giving all the money to Ukraine, and you might, may or may not agree with that, but that's what that's a commitment. I understand. But the co- paying off college debts from people who either didn't finish their college or didn't pay their loans, and then taking the money to pay those debts from people who didn't go to college or who work for a living is contrary to common sense. You know, maybe next to be paying off car loans and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, well, loans. I, I read one article where someone said, well, well now maybe I'll be able to buy a house. Well, you know what? <laughs> you should pay your friggin' loans so you have good credit. That's what everybody else in the world had to do. And I feel most sorry, Smitty, for the people who, uh, let's say, paid off their loans uh, one year ago yep. or nine months ago. And it's not an easy thing to do. No. You've got to stay focused and disciplined. You've got to pay that thing back. And at fault here, not just, it's not just Biden and the, and, the, and the Democrats who are at fault for this policy. It's the colleges who will continue to raise their tuition. As long as the government is subsidizing people for it, they're going to say, oh, well, we can go and put, bump it up another five or $8,000 a year. I heard on the radio, $66,000 a year to go to BU. As the president says. Doesn't count, Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. <laughs> doesn't count room and board. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, okay. Well, of course you're going to go into debt. And then the, the colleges with their endowments, you know, the billions and billions of dollars the colleges have in endowments, they're not kicking in on this thing at all. It's no. the taxpayers who didn't go to college who are paying for it. So I'm shaming the entire... That's that a that big, entire policy. That's a big shame. Holy crap. Well, it's, an, it's a deserved shame, these jerks. That was like a double shame. That was like if, if, uh, if Ben was here, he could be included in that shame. Yeah, well, you know what, though? Ben's not here, and shame on him for that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> there's also, a, obviously, a huge crime wave, and I think that stems from one thing and one thing only. It's the, it's the uh, judges and the DAs who are letting people get out of jail after they do some heinous crime. And it's a, a heinous crime doesn't have to be murder. Mm-hmm. You know, rape, armed robbery, how grand theft, carjackings, all this shit. Beating up people for, you know, racial... Oh, oh look, this guy beats up a little Asian woman who's 67 years old because mm-hmm. he doesn't like Asians. You know, these are the kind of things that we got to stop with. The cities are never going to make a comeback. It's pathetic, the crime wave. The most recent one that's, that makes me sick... Is uh, it just happened in New York City? Mm-hmm. Just was it a Tuesday? Uh, yesterday, a uh, an armed robber pistol whipped a Bronx postal worker before stealing more than a hundred thousand dollars and a thousand blank money orders from a post office. <laughs> the robber approached the fifty-six-year-old postal worker around seven fifteen in the morning Tuesday in front of the post office in. At 1163 Castle Hill Avenue and hit her in the back of the head with a gun, according to Fox 5 News in New York. 
a worker's husband who had just parted ways with her after she got to work, heard her screaming, ran back across the street to help her. The gunman told him, don't be stupid, forced him back inside the post office with a gun and did all this dealing after he whacked her in the head. Man. I mean, what, this guy should be – there's a – there's so many people that should be in jail for life. That type of aggression is clearly mental illness. No shit. Well, it, it's something beyond, you know, you, you can't just say, well, we'll send a social worker over or a psychiatrist to fix this problem. Yeah. The guy has to be put in jail, then try to fix his problems. And by the way, don't let him out. Let him stay in there for a while and think about all that he's done. Because letting him out, he's just going to do it again, you stupid butt wipes. Come on. Wow. That's another good shame there, Mike. God. Uh, the worst than that is maybe the Eliza Fletcher story. You heard about her. She was out jogging, the nice teacher. Yep. I, you know, it's a big story because she comes from a rich family. And a gated community with guards and all the rest of that stuff. She goes yep. out at 4.30 in the morning for a jog like she always did. A type of person that helped everybody. She was not one of those people who was wealthy and had become her money. And she was who's nice waiting person. for her, in, lurking in the darkness? Yeah. Cleotha Abston, or whatever his name is. I think that's his name. In the black SUV. He, and by the way, he just got out of prison in 2020 after doing 20 years for armed, this rape, forced this and that, you know, aggravated everything. And kidnapping. And kidnapping. Yeah. He's a piece of shit, this guy. And they let him out. They said, oh, well, you know, it'll be able and, and guess what? He should have been in jail. And that's why she's dead. That's why she is dead right now because the, the DA and or the judges, and, and it's honestly... There's something wrong with a judge and a DA that that don't understand. When someone does something like that, you got to keep them in jail. Mm-hmm. You have to, yeah. Because the minute they get out, they're going to do it again. They're they're going to be multiple. See, of what you're saying makes sense. That's why I want to be your next president <laughs> of the United States of America. Uh, but you know, it's, the world is a messed up place right now, and the, no one's listening to me. Look at what's going on in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, you got Dr. Oz, and some people go, oh, well, he's, you know, he's manipulating the system, but using his fame to... Okay, maybe he is, and maybe he's originally from New Jersey and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, Bobby, Bobby Kennedy wasn't from New York when he ran for senator in New York. You have to understand there's carpetbagging that goes on in this industry, in the, in the political world, I should say. And then there's Fetterman. Fetterman is the... Now, this is what's scary about this guy, Uncle Fester. <laughs> He's got he's got a bad track record. His policies are basically Bernie Sanders on steroids, yep. uh, and um, and he's had a stroke and he can't even campaign or speak uh, leg- audibly. He, you can't understand him when he speaks. He's slurring his words. He's got because he's coming off a real bad health problem, and and, and he spent he, forty years in his mom's basement. He, well, yes, I I spent forty years in his mom's basement. <laughs> it's a nice place, but he comes out of the box and he's like. Uh, he could be the difference in the senatorial uh, power sway. You know, really? Mm. This guy? He's a, he's a, I think he's a crackpot. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion. Now, Dr. Oz may be whatever, a lot of different things. Uh, he, but it, I certainly think he's more cogent at the present time than this guy Fetterman. But Fetterman might, if he gets elected in Pennsylvania, we're screwed. I know. It's nuts, isn't it? it there's no chance that it could ever happen. Uh. In my, uh, in my, in my, speaking of local, uh, speaking of politics, though, Jeff Deal, yes, who I think is a, is a good guy, great guy, a real guy. Yeah, I. Uh, he's going to be up against Maura Healy. We found out uh, yesterday that you know Jeff Deal won the obviously Republican uh, primary, and Maura Healy basically ran on a post hmm. on the Democratic side. So it's going to be Maura Healy against um, uh, Jeff Deal, 
And uh, I, you know, I, I say this right out. You know, I'm a I'm a centrist libertarian, but I have a Jeff Deal sign on my on my lawn because I think we've had enough of uh, of liberal policies diminishing the, uh, the you know the buying power and the wealth of Massachusetts residents. Mm. That's one. That's one of the of the issues. Uh, and what they teach in school is an issue. You know, I have a 12 year old and I have a 16 year old in in school. I don't want them getting brainwashed. Uh, you know, in school based on on political uh, positioning, I, I don't I don't want to have any want to have any part of that. I want them to be able to make up their own minds. But it sounds to me like a lot of the curricula is being uh, handed down from the left side of the of the aisle, and I don't know if that's right. It's not right. It's a it's a, it's a damned shame. So Your gut li- is honest with you, Mike. Follow Le- your gut. Leah Allen uh, is is the uh, lieutenant governor uh, running mate of Jeff Deal. And it'll be quite an interesting thing to see if what's been going on from the liberal side of the aisle is having an impact on even the most liberal state, which is Massachusetts. California, Massachusetts, what, Hawaii? You know, what are some of the other liberal enclaves? New York? Mm. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> By the way, Lori, uh, Lightfoot. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, yeah. no relation to Gordon Lightfoot. And uh, th- he's thankful about that. You know, he, 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 that's all he needs after that wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. What's this? Uh, no, nothing. What was that? That was nothing. It was just some theme music. All right, like I would like to shame Smitty now for making a mistake touching I, the buttons today. Oh, man, I did make a mistake. <laughs> Not a serious one. Oh, that thing that I was doing earlier? Uh, that's all right. Don't worry about the it. The thing I wanted to complain about and and really shame. You know. Oh, you mean the dogs? I had the dog. The sound effect, and it didn't. Uh, it didn't go on. Well, why don't reason. you just tell us what happened with the dogs? Well, I, I went to bed early, and this I'm sure there are people in my neighborhood, and wherever you are hearing this podcast, it's probably happened in your neighborhood as well. Mm-hmm. You go to bed, you're tired. It's just, it's so nice to get in bed when you're tired. It's bedtime, you're shutting down, you just, boom, I'm going to go to sleep and get ready for tomorrow. And suddenly, and what you hear is off in the distance, not too far, maybe a street or two away, barking dogs. (laughs) Barking dogs that no one will shut up. No one comes out and says, be quiet. No one even calls the police to say there are dogs barking and they won't shut up. Why don't you call the police? I thought about it, but I don't want to be that guy. How much you kill the dog? I could sneak over there with my ninja suit. (laughs) No, that would be terrible. Have you ever killed a dog even by accident driving in your car? 